Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Welcome back to Dice Camera Action. <laughs> Yay! Hey. All right. Yeah. Where Wait. everything's fine and nothing could be wrong. Tonight's episode is called Meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> really just now got to that episode title. <laughs> yeah. So previously, the Waffle Crew um, uh, met with King Harnoff, a dwarven king of Citadel Adbar, and he gave him a quest to go to the Fire Giant Forge of Ironslag and find out what the Fire Giants are doing back there. Um, so they set out, um, but before that, uh, they hooked up with one of the king's advisors, Azon Bronzefire, um, who put them up for the night and also gave them a bodyguard of sorts named Crack Dragonspore, a dwarf fully encased in black armor. And with Crack and the frost giant Harshnag, the party set out for Ironslag, laid waste to a Yakfolk village. During that particular battle, uh, Harshnag plummeted to his doom, and Evelyn discovered that Crack had disappeared, leaving his black armor empty and lying on the ground, whereupon she was able to don it and discover its mighty powers of resisting damage and whatnot. Um, the party made their way into the forge, and they battled a fiery serpent creature called a salamander. And uh, by magic, Strix transformed it into a frog, and then Paulton put it in an iron bin and watched as the bucket chain kind of took it away. And as fate would happen to have it, uh, the buckets came around later in the session. Uh, Evelyn spotted the frog uh, as she was entering a chamber looking for Strix. Uh, this chamber contains a big burning hearth, a large slave wheel um, that moves around the floor with slaves pushing it. Uh, it seems to be the control mechanism for the bucket chain. There is also a side chamber with a portcullis that held hellhounds, which Strix released with a spell. The hellhounds proceeded to attack the slaves, tearing into several of them before a fire giant overseer came out of a room to try to quell them. Uh, spotted Evelyn, whereupon she threw said frog at one of the hellhounds, which scarfed it down, causing it to transform back into a salamander that burst out of the hellhound's sides, tearing the dog asunder. Uh, and the salamander is still alive, but obviously very confused at the moment. <laughs> so when we last left the party, Evelyn had just been gotten bashed around by the fire giant overseer. The salamander is still regaining its wits. Strix is in gaseous form, floating near the ceiling. 
nearby. Uh, there are also two armored ogres in the room with you and a bunch of hellhounds uh, that were not quite corralled. On top of that, DF, you were sneaking up behind them across the iron gantries in the foundry uh, when the alarm sounded and all of the fire giants below you started to pick up handfuls of molten iron. Uh, you're confident that you haven't been seen, but it's pretty clear they know that something <laughs> is amiss in the general area that you're headed. There are also four ogres on the gantry with you, DF, um, spread out, who can't see you either and look duly confused. Halton is off by himself. <laughs> uh, he did not make it across the foundry. He tried at one point to inspell an ogre and it didn't work. And when the ogre sensed he was nearby, Paulton withdrew into the shadows, back into the chamber where the salamander was first fought. And that's where we'll pick up tonight. Paulton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would rather be alone than be alone with four ogres. <laughs> As you can hear the ogres making their way along the gantry in your direction and you pull back into the shadows, suddenly right before you, the opening, the doorway to the foundry is completely sealed off by a wall of stone. Oh. You are now cut off from the foundry completely. Sounds about right. Make a perception check. Oh, boy. Uh, sure like crying. Well, it's almost a one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you it's almost worse when it's a two. Yeah. You have no idea. So this, this stone wall just seemed to form up and completely barricade the doorway. Um, you're not sure if that was a defensive mechanism or what. Um, but now you can't even hear anything past it. Uh, it is fairly quiet where you are. <laughs> okay. You're also not getting any light from the forge, so it's pretty dark where you are. Okay. Um, so it's dark. I'm alone. <laughs> yes. No idea what's going on. Exactly. You're in this sort of big empty room at the, at the end of the mines uh, where... The bucket chain isn't moving right now either. It has come to a dead stop. Uh, so everything's pretty quiet. There is a glimmer of light off in the direction that the bucket chain normally goes. Um, you never went in that direction. Um, you're not sure where the light is coming from, but it looks very, very far away. It is the only light that you see. Um, you, the hackles on your neck do go up. You feel like danger is imminent. You don't know where it might come from. On the bright side, you're safe. Yeah. What Safe. Would you, what would you like to do, Paulton? <laughs> um, cry a lot. <laughs> All right. Hmm. That's my job. Oh, you, break, you break. You you break down. <laughs> everything just finally comes crashing down. Simon's death. Yeah. Everything. It's like what is my life? <laughs> <laughs> the booze. It does nothing. Uh. Okay. I. So I, I'm like relatively, it's relatively quiet where I am right now. Yes, quiet and quite dark, um, like sort of being in a locked closet. I'm going to stay put. Okay. Cool. All right. 
um, then uh, you can hear the footfalls of something heavy coming up behind you. Great. <laughs> and this big stony hand settles on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn, what do you do? This is me. I thought that was Paulton. I'm skipping. <laughs> oh, the camera yeah. just cut over to yeah. you. Boop. Okay, so Paulton's no stony dead. hand on my shoulder, though. Just to be clear, correct. You are <laughs> okay. still fluttering uh, in the air within swinging distance of this big fire giant overseer who's got this big uh, spiked iron club that he's batting you around with. Okay. There are dogs barking and fuming and giving off smoke um, around his feet, uh, and uh, a lot and of the a lot of the slaves now are sort of cowering around the slave wheel. And none of the um, the rest of my party is visible or engaged. Uh, you do not. I will have you make a perception check to see if you notice either of your party members. I still have DS stealth check roll. You probably will not see him. Okay. Um, you might see Strix. We'll see. I roll 19 perception. You do see the gaseous form of Strix uh, near one of the uh, exits to the chamber. There okay. are, there I wave. Are, there are four exits to this. Well, actually more than four. There are several exits to this chamber. There's the one that Strix is hovering in, which also has a armored ogre in it. There's the one leading to the hellhound chamber. There's the holes through which the bucket chain passes. There's the archway leading back to the foundry. And then there is a final entrance, which goes off into darkness and bends, and you don't know where that goes. Nobody has come or gone from that direction as far as you know. Uh, the fire giant is obviously the most imminent threat to you. The hellhounds can't reach you at your height. Uh, I wink at him and say, can't hurt sunshine, and then take my action <laughs> to make myself... <laughs> Immune to damage with my armor. Okay. That was the most anime thing Evelyn's ever done. <laughs> the Strix, right, the, the, the Strix cloud is just like... <laughs> the 10-minute countdown has begun. Okay. Okay. Uh, so um, that's an action for you. And so next in initiative order is Strix. Okay. I can see... I can see Evelyn. Evelyn, she just said that dumb thing. Yeah, and you saw you saw the armor sort of glimmer and flash when she said it. Oh, I'm so upset by that. Um, so the dogs, the dogs are not causing a, a ruckus anymore. They but, are causing a ruckus, but they're not hurting anybody, and they can't hurt any of your friends at the moment. Okay. Um, would it be possible for me to hover over to where Evelyn is and? Uh, how, how many how many actions would it be if I could uncloud and then grab Evil by the shoulder and say, I'm going to give you a big hug? Well, she is about, this room is quite big. She's about 70 feet away from you. Okay, that's and too far. And in cloud form, you move 10 feet. Yeah, I don't move fast enough. Yeah. All right. Is there anything that I can cloud on top of that's high? Like anything... The highest thing in the room are the buckets and the bucket chain and the chains that support them, that hang above Okay, them. and that's stopped too. Yes. All right, but I also don't see Dieth, so I might try and Correct. see if I can go find him before I 
yeah. do anything drastic. You're you're about um, forty feet away from the entrance to the foundry. That's actually closer to you than the bucket chain. Okay, um, I'll just hover over there and uh, cloud down there and see if I can find Diaz. Okay. Uh, in that case, make a perception check when you get to All the right. end of your movement. Nine. You do not see DF. All right. Um, when you look out into the foundry, you see, <laughs> it's too good at it. Too good. Uh, you so can see stealthy. that uh, from your point of view, you can't see any of the ogres on the gantry. They seem to have moved. All right. Um, so you don't see much. You can hear the fire giants below, but they're below you. All right. And I, I haven't seen if anything has changed. I'm just kind of like in yeah. the doorway. You do not see DF, however. And it is DF's turn. Yeah, uh, you're skulking. Uh, make another stealth check for me because you're moving. Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. 28. All right. You are getting near the entrance to the slave area. You can see Strix hovering up high. Okay. Uh, she seems to be looking in your general direction but has not noticed. <laughs> you're also close enough now to see the chaos happening in the room. This fire giant, Evelyn flying in front of him. And you can hear the sounds and see hellhounds barking and snapping at the air. Oh, God. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, I came here all by myself. Aren't I annoying and very distracting? <laughs> um, wonderful. All right. Uh, is there any other, like, exits or other rooms that I'm nearby to at the moment? Yes, there is off of the gantry, there is a tunnel that leads to a spiral staircase going down. You think that leads to the lower level, which may or may not be a good thing since you know there are a bunch of fire giants down there. Yeah, I also don't want to go down there by myself. Yeah. That's this, the only, this that's whole the only area like, looks down over yes. the lower level, right? Okay. Yes, correct. <clears throat> um... How many creatures are around Evelyn at the moment? There is a big fire giant with an iron great club. And there are two ogre, or you, you only see one, actually. You see one armor-plated ogre who looks like he's not currently armed and is kind of confused. Okay. And then the hellhounds. Right. You're not exactly sure how many there are, but there must be at least half a dozen based on the barking. I know there's enough that I want. don't want to go anywhere near a bunch of fire dogs. Oh, jeez. I, I don't know. I'm just going to chill here. Okay. For, for a moment. All right. Uh, yeah, Diath, you see that the fire giants in the foundry on the lower level, uh -huh. um, they're uh, shouting at each other in giant. More of them are coming out of uh, forge chambers off to the sides, and now there are seven down there. Um, some of them have big hammers, and the ones with the molten iron are looking around at the gantry, but they can't see any threat. They sort of flick the, mol the molten iron back into their pools and start to make their way in your direction, like they're going to come up the stairs. Oh. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Evelyn, yeah. this fire giant... Not exactly sure what you did or what you said. Starts to bang on you with his great club. And I'm I'm using my bracers to try to defend. Uh, and I'll I'll take all the hits. I just want to make sure he never gets to um, waffles because waffles okay. is still on my back. Yes, you have all the animals. This is so terrible. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, so he will take two wallops. Um, he'll roll a 24 on the first attack and a 22 on the second. Both hits. Bam! Bam! Just hit you, and it just sort of bounces right off. Uh, no effect whatsoever. Um, Bow well, before the glory of the morning, Lord! Okay. Uh, at that time, the passage that nobody has been down, from somewhere deep down within it, you oh, hear what geez. appears to be uh, a ratcheting noise, like a portcullis being. And then you start uh, to hear heavy footsteps. I think we need to leave. And yes! Then, <laughs> and then, uh, coming into view, Evelyn, and Strix, you see this too, uh, coming down that tunnel is a massively huge fire giant uh, with a big, big weapon. I'm just trying to leave. Okay. I'm just, uh, <laughs> just going to go. Uh-huh. Now you know it's bad when Evelyn just pieces out. <laughs> and Paulton. Yes. When you turn in the darkness, you can see that there is a 10-foot tall figure. You... You can't believe you didn't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think I would have heard that. <laughs> huh. You're too busy crying. It happens all the time. And uh, this figure, if you, if you imagine sort of like the, the thing from the Fantastic Four, only his stony flesh is kind of of a much darker hue, kind of brown to black. Uh, the thing that you see most striking about him is his eyes of molten gold. Um. And uh, uh, you can see uh, that uh, uh, even in the darkness, you can make out what appears to be a wide, toothy smile. Do you, have you guys noticed how much Chris has been smiling so far? Because <laughs> I have. And uh, he says to you, That way lies doom. Abandon your friends and come with me. We have a job to finish. Not again. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the second time. <laughs> and he says, I will help you, and then you will help me. Why is it always Paulton? Because he's the only one who will agree. <laughs> <laughs> I literally look around to say, what? Uh, me? Yes, you. Your other friends, they're all dead. It's just you and me now. I say, how about we verify that, and then I'll help you. No, we have no time to waste. They've, uh, they've, they've triggered the alarm. All the forces are marshalling around them. This is the perfect if, opportunity for us to complete our task. But what if I say that and cast suggestion? <laughs> oh, you're going to cast a spell on them. Great. All right. <laughs> No, uh, that, but seriously. <laughs> that you can totally do. And I believe he's got a wisdom saving throw in his future, correct? Please be dumb. Please be dumb. All right. Uh, he rolled a 17 on his wisdom save. All told. And your DC is 15. Or 16. Uh, your save DC is 16, right? Uh, yes. I okay. Believe. All right. Cool. 
Uh, so you cast the spell, and it doesn't seem to take hold of him. And he says, nice try. You're, he says, you're a cunning one. I am a Dao, a genie. Your spells have no power on A genie? Not what I, not what I pictured, but okay. Well, um, he says, I know all your tricks, Balton Seppa. That was definitely directed to me. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Like, well, uh, hard to say no at this point. By the way, as he's talking to you, you have this weird sort of uh, disconnect in that the words you hear coming out of his mouth do not match his lip move. It's like he's using a spell to translate his native tongue in your mind. Or oh, so to, he's... To, ba- to basically make his, whatever he's speaking, sound sensical. Oh, so he's a bad dub. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, I look at him. I'm just like, only because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> only because you want to succeed. Ah, <laughs> I like this one. Okay, well, I don't want to die. Um, you won't uh, die. Okay, cool. Lead Stay the way with me up. if you want to live. Uh huh. And then I feel uh, like that's a riff. Uh, he he uh, actually will hold out his hand. Uh oh. Like, oh, it's romantic. And I'll, I'll take his hand. <laughs> okay. And then the two of you go off holding hands together. <laughs> Aw. All right. Uh, he is leading you across the room, um, sort of following the dead bucket chain. Uh, um, takes you across to where the bucket chain kind of goes into a wall. There's enough of an opening on, on the sides of the, um, the hanging bins that you can kind of squeeze underneath them and between them. Uh, and as you do, that light you saw from the distance does get a little bit brighter. And he says, I'm taking you to the place that has the thing that you're looking for. The answers that King Harnoth seeks are ahead. Brace yourself, my friend. <laughs> Aye, fam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Evelyn, you're up. Uh, so do I understand correctly that the main entrance to this place has been sealed off? Uh, so, Evelyn, you're <laughs> looking at a bunch of open entrances. Nothing has been sealed off to you um, at the moment. Okay. Uh, there is one entrance leading back out to the foundry. There is one entrance to the overseer's office where Strix just flittered out of. There is one entrance that has the big new arrival in it coming your way. And then there's the entrance that is essentially the portcullis opening to the hellhound pen. I am not about the new arrival. So I'm like, thanks for the visit. It's been a great tour. And I just peace the way we came. And I like, I know Strix is in cloud form, so I assume she can follow me. So I kind of like look at her like, well, let's go. Okay. And I just, I just retreat. Okay. So you book it across the, you leave all the slaves behind. <laughs> <laughs> you leave the, the yipping hellhound sort of bound after you, um, but they can't reach you. Uh, yeah. The slaves, then, the slaves are for a later saving date. Uh-huh, got it, yeah. Uh, so you're able to cross the room, make it to the entrance, literally right above Diaz's head practically, without knowing he's there. 
and you are back out over the iron gantry of the foundry and you can see a bunch of fire giants below that are uh, making their way across the lower level of the foundry. You're not that tall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're out of the room. Strix, you see uh, Evelyn quickly vacate. All right. She I'm also very... has a really, you can see that she looks really sad because she keeps looking at the hellhounds and wishing she could take one as a pet. And she keeps like kind of turning around to like oh. see if she can take one and then reminding herself like, no, no, you have the, you have a baby owlbear to think about. Yeah. Oh my God. So, um. These hellhounds are like five times bigger than you too. So. Oh God. She doesn't care. <laughs> uh, I guess Strix will be like, as a cloud, like, sorry to the slaves. <laughs> And just like go after Evelyn, but okay. um, you're moving very slow. Um, you're not able to keep up with her. Okay. Um, I will. Was she? Was she flying? She's flying, isn't she? Yes. Yeah, because I don't want to. I'm not going to change back as soon as as I those dogs are below me. So I'll just, I guess, like slowly cloud after her. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just like kicking my feet, yeah. like I'm swimming. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the fire giant overseer. Um, is going to try to, he's going to stomp over and swat at you, Strix, with his big club. Oh, great. That can sounds great. You, you can yeah, yes. Yeah, yes, I can. can. <laughs> you hurt, um, yes, I can. Oh, uh, oops. So uh, his first swing is a 25. Yeah, of course that hits me. I have no AC. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I thought that it would just go right through you in cloud form. It, do, it does half uh, damage. It does half damage as it passes. Yeah. As but half Half damage from Fire Giant is like normal damage from anything else. Right. Okay, so, um, yeah, when it hits you with the first swing, you can feel this great club rip through your gaseous form. Ow! Uh, and as it does, it does a total of uh, 14 points of damage to you. All right, I'm still okay. And then its second swing is a natural one. Yay! Uh, not, so not today, Satan. Yeah, so he sort of trips over part of the slave wheel on that one, uh, fumbles, falls, and nearly crushes one of the slaves, but manages to avoid him. See a um, cloudy, rude gesture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Strix, you see the big new arrival come through the doorway, and it is a fearsome 25-foot-tall fire giant brandishing a big iron maul, the head of which actually has a cage built into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds oh, nice. Great. Okay. And you can see in the cage, our two fists are sort of grabbing the bars. Who would you put in that? Uh, I'll let you make a perception Please, I, I'm like very confused as to the practicality of this weapon. Oh, I got a 19. You see what appears to be a dwarf inside the, the fire giant's hammer. You can't make out the details, um, but uh, definitely a, a sort of black-bearded uh, Dwarf. He, he must be important to honor himself a, a, a hammer seat. Yeah, you would think so. All right. Um, One would say negotiations went poorly. Okay. Uh, when this big guy comes into the room and surveys the chaos, he <clears throat> utters one command and all the dogs go running back into their pen. Oh, nice. They're sure well trained. <laughs> they're obedient. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> And then he just levels the mall at you, Strix. Oh, why me? I'm just a cloud. I try to look as farty as possible. Like, okay. I'm a cloud. <laughs> uh, Paulton, as you follow this uh, 
Dao, as he calls himself, uh, he leads you underneath the uh, the buckets, and you get to the. You, you thought the foundry was big. When you get to the end of this uh, bucket chain tunnel, you're looking into a room so spectacularly huge you can't take it all in. It's got iron gantries all around it, but uh, perched on the ends of these gantries are giant cranes. And many of the cranes have hanging from them pieces of something that must be terribly immense. Uh, one of the cranes has, uh, in fact, the one closest to you, has what looks like a glowing heart <coughs> made of some kind of metal. And that metal is giving off a radiant glow. And that is the source of the light that you saw. And as the radiance from this giant heart spills across the room, you can see other cranes carrying things like a giant metal gauntlet that looks like it's sized for a 100-foot-tall person. And it's just cool. sort of hanging there. You can also see hanging from a couple uh, crane what appears to be a sword about 40 feet long. And at the very, very back of this gigantic hanger-like space, hanging uh, from the ceiling is what appears to be uh, some sort of gigantic construct. So are we like uh, like sprinting through these halls, or are we just like no? You're you're sort of like at the, you're now um, the tunnel that you are standing in is about fifty feet off the floor of this gigantic hangar, so you've kind of reached the end of where you can walk. The bucket chain continues out across open space. I just I like point to all these things I see. I'm like, what's that? I point to the gauntlet. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> Uh, the genie says, that is what they're building here, obviously. Oh, I point to the sword. I'm like, what's that? That is a sword. Oh. Of, it, of enormous proportions. Cool. And he says, and he points, he sort of takes your head and turns it. So you're looking down at the floor to your left. And in a corner of the hangar on the floor below is a giant set of double doors uh, that are open. And he says, that is where we must go to complete my mission. But first, is there anything else you need to see here? Uh, I point to the, the, the heart. I'm like, what's that? He says, I think that is the heart of the construct. It is the thing that will give it life. Oh, okay. It appears uh, to be made out of some sort of radiant adamantine. Cool. Hey, what if my friends aren't dead? Uh, fr from here, by the way, you can sort of hear distant kind of roars and howls of uh, uh, giants being mustered. And he says, I am pretty sure they are bold. Huh. <laughs> he says... Oh, even the genie thinks so. He says... I have, scoped out, I have scouted out this place extensively. The number of giants here is intimidating. He says, but while they're distracted, we will complete my job. And what's your job? He says, I'm here to recover an iron golem. Cool. Why? He says, because I have a debt to pay to Azon Bronze Fire. You know okay. him to be the dwarf advisor to King Arnoth uh, that you met after the fight in King's audience chamber. He says, oh. 
He says, the golem was stolen by the giants eons ago. We are going to get it back. And this golem will help? Of course. But that's why I need you. You master of little animated creatures. By the way, where is your little puppet friend? I just kind of, my, my, my curious smile just turns to a slowly up to a frown. Okay. Uh, Evelyn, what do you do? You're out on the gantry now. You can hear fire giants storming up a spiral staircase to your level. Strix was just whacked. She's a sad clown. Yes. And Strix is still in the room behind you. She just got torn at. And I, I can't like carry a cloud, right? <clears throat> I couldn't like capture it in a piece of cloth or anything. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, the only way for me, I, I was looking it up because I thought I remembered that there was like a special paladin action, but the only way to summon my steed is through the spell find steed, right? Correct, yeah. All right. So I uh, I do a really cool Power Rangers looking move, like, <laughs> and then I say, call on the power of Morning Glory! <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, summon her to appear behind the giant that's harassing Strix. Okay. And I tell her to protect Strix at all costs and assume she knows that means to, like, distract and evade and use her speed to try to get the attention off Strix. Okay. Uh, very good. Okay, so this, this mystical celestial force <laughs> appears behind the fire giant uh, swinging mightily at Strix. I missed uh, you! <laughs> you just summoned her to die! <laughs> She'll be fine. All right, and uh, let's see. Next is Strix. Okay, well, that giant just uh, tried to hit me. So am yes. I close enough to Evelyn now? You're, uh, let's see, she went that far. You're 20 feet away from Evelyn. Okay, I'm just trying to get as close to her as I can. If you use all your action, you can get next to her. Oh, but I don't want her to get hit by the giant. Damn it. I'm uh, invulnerable. Could I quickly? Yeah, you uh, saw her got struck by the giant and it didn't do anything. I'm immune so. to damage. I have an idea. Oh, this is going to be bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to de-cloud and misty step in midair to Evelyn's okay. back. I, oh, no. Isn't uh, Waffles there? Yes. <laughs> waffles is on my back. Okay, so you, Evelyn, you are now clutching onto Waffles and Strix. Strix, I'm going to have you make a strength check to hang on. All right. Wait, I that was only... The, technically, the Misty step was a bonus action, so I still have an action. Correct. So could I quickly cloud again while holding waffles? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, <hang> on. <laughs> do, 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 do. Ashes form. Strix is just very concerned about this whole situation. <laughs> she just doesn't want the owlbear to get hurt. <laughs> I'm protecting this, her. This is a lot of effort to save an owlbear. I was protecting her just fine. Well, then I'll just stay on your back then. How's that? 
I don't know if I can hold you. <laughs> I legit don't know. You're pretty light, so maybe. Uh, yeah. So, um, you're not sure that the gaseous form will affect any creature other than the one it's cast on. Okay. Um, well, I've just declouded, um, and I'm on Evelyn. Well, I needed to talk to her anyway, so okay. I'm just going to be like, we need to get out of here. I can, uh, I guess, I don't know, turn us into something. I don't know. Can I blast a hole through the wall? I don't know what to do. This is really bad. Make a strength check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> strength, strength athletics. I know you don't uh, have athletics, so it's just strength. Uh, hold on. Uh, 12. Okay, you managed to you're, you managed to secure yourself. Oh, good, great. As I'm screaming, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's happening. Oh, Why are we in the oh, air? Oh shit! Hang on. He just I, realized something. Winged boots. Looking up oh winged no! Boots. I was really hoping you wouldn't. Um, <laughs> just straight up admit to cheating. <laughs> I I said I'm not sure if I can hold you. That was me being honest. Yeah. Okay, uh, the two of you suddenly start to fall. Oh, God. So, <laughs> so I'm guessing it didn't. How, it wouldn't I have a question, yeah. and this might be a bad question. How far away is the hammer? Uh, you mean the one that the giant is holding? Mm-hmm. Uh, he is about 40 feet away. Okay, hold on. Cool. Um, but first, I need you uh, to uh, both make... <laughs> oh, it's uh, too far. Just make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, I hate this. Oh, cool. I got an 18. <gasps> 22. Nat wow, 20. Yay. Yeah, Nat no landing 20. on waffles today. Woo. Yes. So as, you're, you, as you start to sink, you're able to basically land on the gantry safely. So, oh, well, that's good. You like my decks? What? Don't worry about it. It's just something I heard one time. Okay. Uh, So, Strix, go on. You still... No, it's too far. My idea wouldn't work. Okay. Um, Can we just start, like, like running real fast? Like, where's... Uh, Well, you still have an action, so you can run away, yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm not going to do that. Your two choices are to run on the gantry um, uh, around the foundry or to run downstairs into the waiting clutches of seven fire giants. Oh, God. What are we going to do? Can I just shake Evelyn for help? Yes. <laughs> Evelyn, I don't want to do I just want to shake her. <laughs> I would, but it's not my turn. <laughs> just going to shake her really hard. All right. like, I don't know. Where's Diaz? Are you yeah, here? Yeah, I'm like right there. Um, Are you here? <laughs> like screaming. But they can't see you in the shadows. <laughs> oh, um, wait. I got an idea. Can I do my idea? <laughs> no. Oh, oh. <laughs> he just laughs at you and says no. <laughs> no. It's, it's the only yeah. time it's okay for the DM to say no. It's, yeah, no. It's um, I think I just live here now. <laughs> okay. You're going to hang out in the shadows. No, no right. if, they're, if they're nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're like five feet away from you. Strix is uh, shaking Evelyn. And then like a light bulb goes off on her head. <laughs> Okay. All right. So they're nearby. Yeah. All right. And uh, I'll, I'll step out to reveal myself and immediately like, like kind of get between them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like separating them. Between kind of? us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, oh. so, I'm, so I'm like, yeah. So I'm like within our little group or yep. whatever. Yeah. Good to see you. And then if 
memory serves correctly, I'm going to uh, take an arm down into like a round Strix and grab the dust of disappearance off her belt and throw it up. <laughs> so everyone, like, whatever, whatever you use to activate it onto your party. I thought you All weren't right. a thief. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, you snatch the pack. You throw the glitter up into the air. The glitter oh, rains down. Me. The glitter rains down all over Evelyn and Strix, and the, Evelyn and Strix's reaction is completely different, I'm sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, and all three of you turn invisible. All right. And then since I was between them, I can, like, I'll have my hands on them since we're all invisible, right? Correct. Now, right. your invisibility will end if you cast a spell or attack. Okay. So... With that, I just like very quietly say so they can still hear me. It's like, don't do anything. Stick together. And then uh, through my, like, whatever hands are on their, invisible hands on their shoulder, like, find our hands so that we have a buddy system going on. And then try to lead them to safety. A lot of hand-holding in this adventure. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> That's really nice. Uh, <laughs> good friendship. All right. Uh, so let's see. You moved out. You grabbed the pouch. You threw the glitter in the air. You grabbed their hands. So you're done. And the giant who was swinging madly at Strix um, kind of sees Strix disappear after the glitter falls. And well, he's not looking so good. Um, but Morning Glory is distracting him. Right, there, is a horse, <laughs> there is a horse behind him. There is a glowing, celestial, beautiful yeah, he'll try to sunshine of a horse. He'll try to pulverize that. But she's really good at evading because she's really fast, and that was her, and she appeared behind him. Right. She, like, poked him with a hoof, and she's like, <laughs> and then she runs away. Oh, okay. God, does she laugh? Yeah, <laughs> so. Like a whinny laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. It has the statistics of the chosen form. Um, it's also intelligent and can understand one language. And, and we fight as one, so we basically have a psychic connection. Right. And it drops to zero hit points uh, when... It when it drops to zero hit points, it disappears. Okay, so he'll take a swing with the big club on the horse. Um, he's going to roll a 27 to hit, so that's definitely going to hit the horse. I hate this guy. All right. Uh, uh, so 22 points of damage, which with your horse, horse stats. Do, 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 do. I, think that, I think that's enough. Uh, it's a war horse. So. Uh, the horse has 19 hit points. So, yes, it goes poof. But she, as she goes poof, she like waves like, bye bye. <laughs> She's fine uh, with it. Yes. So, there's sort of a, a bit of a spectral flash as the horse just sort of disappears, uh, leaving no trace of itself behind. And the giant is momentarily confused by this. Uh, that was the overseer. The one with the big ball. Uh, basically pushes the overseer aside out of the way, um, steps into full view about 10 feet away from you. Um, and you can see he's looking for any signs of you whatsoever. Evelyn's trying not to giggle. She thinks this is really funny. <laughs> uh, then he strides out onto the iron gantry, uh, literally towering over you at this point. And not knowing where you are, he takes his maul and hangs it out over the gantry and says, Surrender or he dies. Who? And uh, you see this dwarf inside the cage of the maul. 
uh, and uh, one arm sort of, he's as the mall is being swung around, he's like being tossed around inside the cage in the mall head. Um, and uh, you don't know who it is. We're all invisible. Yes. Does the mall look like I could lift it? Uh, no. You could probably drag it because of your strength. But the cage doesn't look like <coughs> breakable or anything. Uh, you'd have to get up there to see. Well, like if I were to chop it with morning glory for or with a light fall. No. Whatever grip I have on Evelyn tightens. <laughs> She's like <laughs> leaning forward to surrender. I look at DF and I'm like, but he's gonna, we can't just let him die for us. <laughs> and you know, you can tell that the giant knows you must still be close by somewhere. Right. But he can't tell where you are. <clears throat> what if we just like try to get them all away from him? What if we stab him in the eyeballs? I could stab him in the eyeballs. Yeah, it's around this time that you notice that the, the entrance that you came into the foundry from across the room is now completely sealed off with stone. <laughs> and we come to Bolton. <laughs> All right, so everything uh, sucks. Bolton, uh, yes. uh, your your friend seems interested in going down to the open doorways in the corner of the hangar. Um, you can see that the light coming off the heart is kind of pulsating. It's not an even light; it sort of ebbs and flows. It's brighter and dimmer, brighter and dimmer. Okay. Uh, how far down are those doors? 50 feet. So I'm going to ask him, so how do we get down there? Oh, uh, he sort of looks at your little frail body um, and then thinks twice, <laughs> thinks twice about just... I think your of, body's just fine. Uh, and then uh, he will uh, rub his hands together. Like, um... And put them down on the stone floor, and you see the stone begin to magically extrude from beneath you and form what appears to be a slide of stone that goes all the way down, starting where you are, all the way down to literally right in front of the doors. I look at him. It's like, that was awesome. <laughs> and you can, you can, he, he smiles widely and then pushes you down. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> And you sort of, it's, the slide has this sort of corkscrew quality to it and then deposits you literally at the bottom right in front of these, <clears throat> these open iron doors that are about 25 feet tall. I'm sliding down and put this Paltons yelling, this is the best session ever! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, behind you, you see coming down the slide what appears to be just a torrent of sand. And it just sort of piles up at the bottom of the slide and then takes on the form of this rock-skinned man. That was also awesome. <laughs> you do cool stuff, man. Thank you. We must keep moving. Okay. Where are we going? Uh, he'll grab your hand and charge through the open doorway. 
So am I like running with them or am yeah. I just kind of like a rag doll as he's like? <laughs> <laughs> you're starting to feel a little bit like Simon right now. It's You're being, you're being kind of uh, pulled along by a much longer legged creature. Okay. And uh, he says, we are going to follow this hall past the kitchen, which we will avoid. And <laughs> toward the dining hall. There are probably going to be some creatures there. We should try to avoid them or kill them all, one or the other. Off, of the, off of the dining hall is the Duke's war room, and in therein we shall find our prize. Okay. Avoiding sounds fun. Doesn't it, though? Yeah. All right. Uh, as you make your way down a very wide uh, black stone hallway you can see there are niches periodically in the walls that have big braziers flaming braziers in them that seem to light the hall the braziers are at a height that fire giants can you know change out the coals and whatnot they're well above your head height however everything here is quite immense you pass by a set of closed doors through which you can hear the booming voice of what sounds like a female fire giant um, barking orders Oh. And uh, he says, the Duchess, she should be avoided at all costs. Can do. And uh, as he leads you away, Evelyn, you're up. You're invisible, standing next to Dieth and Strix at the foot of this gigantic fire giant who's holding this massive 2,000-pound maul out over the gantry above the molten pit of the foundry. Diaz is holding my hand super tight, so trying, I can't, yeah. like, actually go anywhere. Or at least I'm agreeing to him <clears> if I can. I'm like, do, right. do you really think that's a bluff? Do you really think he won't kill that dwarf? We can't let him die for us. I could just go poke his eyes out. It's fine. I cover her mouth with my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I make sure it's my dirty hand, too. <laughs> Evelyn is like... <laughs> starts, like, dry heaving. <laughs> With um, the entrance that we came in sealed off, are there any other exits that we know of that actually leave the whole foundry area? Or did we see anything uh, over the gantry down below that could yes. resemble an exit? Specifically, two extremely large giant-sized doors. Yeah, you can see that the only other exits from here, potentially, are on the level below, where the molten... Forge is furnace bellows. There is uh, across from you, on the far side of the foundry, a set of giant-sized doors closed, um, and that's it. Oh wait, I stand corrected. On your level, there is a balcony, an iron gantry balcony that's completely separated from everything else that protrudes from the wall, and behind it, you see a wide hallway. You would have to cross through 60 feet of open air above the molten pit to get to it. Okay, that's easy for some of us. <laughs> yeah. Chris, your mic is cutting out a little bit. If you Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> All right. So there are actually two. There's an open entrance. There's an open exit on this level that's hard to reach because it's got no direct path. And then there's a set of doors on the far side of the foundry at on the floor level below. If we could get into the buckets, 
We could just wait till they start the buckets again and we could just ride out in the buckets. Wouldn't that be fun? They could also put lava in the buckets. Oh, that's true. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I, I do I, I do have an idea. We're, we're leaving right out the front doors. <laughs> okay, but do you need me to be a distraction? Because I literally no. cannot be hurt right now. <laughs> <laughs> We need you the most. Okay. I need you. You can get there faster than anyone. If nothing else, you can make it. Now, like, kind of uh, find her head and turn it towards wherever those doors are. <laughs> uh, and basically point wherever doors are. It's Evelyn, you can fly there. You get to there and uh, plant yourself. And I'll, I'll point at the spot next to a, a door. We're like on the side of like on the right side of it. It's like wait for wait to wait for us right there. We'll find you invisibly. You'll know it's us. You're pointing out with your invisible hand. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll audibly tell her like it's <laughs> that one little weird double rock formation right to the left of the large double doors. Uh-huh. Right there. You wait for uh-huh. us right there. Uh-huh. You be there as fastest. Uh-huh. Right. Um, All this is happening on Evelyn's turn. Now it's transitioning to Strix's turn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She was just covering her mouth. Just yeah. Like, oh. oh, yeah. Strix, did you want to do anything while DF is explaining to you and to Evelyn where you should go? No, I'm just listening intently and uh, okay, looking okay. at the giant uh, with the face of, like, utter terror like this. Okay. Uh, so then you can all, if you want, then act on DF's turn, which is after right. Strix's turn. Evelyn, you fly there. You wait for us. Strix? You're with me. We're going to stay as silent as possible. And I'll get us down there. Just nods. I'm going to assume you're nodding. I am nodding. <laughs> yes, I am nodding. <laughs> I mean, I'm nodding. All okay. right. So, because with, with Evelyn flying, she's basically, like, dead silent. Well, you hear the little... Of her little... That's plenty. Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, she's invisible. That's all you really hear. So she'll be very difficult to... Uh, fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, last question, because I almost forgot. Strix, did you have that potion of giant strength? I do. Yes. We'll need that. Oh, okay. All right, I don't know how much. I don't know how much time we have, but we need to go now. Okay. And then, if we're going like, fight the giants, I should do it. I cannot be hurt right now. We are not fighting giants. <laughs> leaving. Evelyn, I need you to listen to me. <laughs> This is really important. We need you at those doors. You'd be awesome at fighting giants right now, Evelyn. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it, Chris Perkins. Evelyn, you hear the voice of Satan. Ignore it. Nothing could go wrong. I don't know. Elena, you can fight them, but we can't. And we can't save anyone without those doors open. And Evelyn, think of Waffles. What if Waffles gets hit? He won't. She won't. I'll protect her. I'll go wait by the doors. I... I, Dia, I trust that you know what's best, and I will wait at the doors unless you're in trouble, and then I'm going to come for you. Sounds great. Uh, so with that, still holding out of Evelyn's hand, I kind of like, almost like kind of pull on her arm and like kind of almost if like I'm tossing her into the air to kind of give Whee! her the motion, like, go. Whee! And with that other hand on Strix's, uh, I will use whatever roguelike abilities I have to help a stealth uh, two where I saw people that one giant come from uh, 
he ran like up some stairs. I'm trying to get us to that stairway so we can go down and presumably okay. go down to the lower portions. Sort of slip past them as they're piling up? Yeah. Okay. Staying invisible right. and as quiet as possible. Okay, so Deathen follows Strix, my lead. Deathen Strix, you very quietly make your way invisibly to the iron staircase leading down to the ground floor of the foundry. As you do, Fire giants are storming up the staircase. Oh, God. Weapons in hand. So I'd like you both to make stealth oh. You have advantage because you're invisible. Lathander bless us. Got 14. 30. Okay. Oh, dang. Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. Jeez. So 14 with advantage, Strix? Yes, of course. Okay. Uh, about, uh, you get about halfway down the stairs Aww. when uh, the second to last fire giant um, sort of brushes up against you and realizes um, that there's something there. And his perception is high enough uh, that he's, he's concerned. Uh, he stops and he says, wait, to everyone else. And some, they all sort of stop on the stairs. And that fire giant, who's got this sort of helm on, kind of pulls his helm off so he can hear better. And he's just looking around and listening. Are there any pebbles near me? Uh, you're not with them. because um, Oh, I can't off. even see them? You're, no, you're flying oh. off in a different direction and you can't see them because they're invisible. You do hear that there's a ruckus on the staircase, but you have no idea where they are. But I can't perceive that they are like being looked for. Correct. Yes. Uh, do, you guys gonna, want, do you want to keep moving or do you want to stop? Strix is just going to let go of Dia's hand. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Why? <laughs> she wants him to keep going. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, Not cool. Uh, let's see, disadvantage, so. All right. <laughs> Don't just let go, you're a vital part as soon as we get to the doors, damn it. Um, well, I'm still next to you. Doesn't mean I like. Yeah. Yes, when, <laughs> yes, like, yes, when she pulls away, what do you do? You can't see her. Now I don't know where you even are. You have a fair idea. That unless, I, unless I hear her. Possible. You can make a perception check. You can probably hear her like ragged, like <laughs> breathing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to listen for her. Okay. Uh, 22. Yeah, you do hear okay, her. Okay, good. So I still know she's kind of nearby. Right. Um, so even just the act of throwing something, is that considered uh, an action to break invisibility? Uh, Not necessarily it, at an enemy. But just No, it's only if it's an attack that you break the invisibility. So you could hurl something at a wall just to create a distraction that would not break the spell. Great. I am going to take one of the gemstones that I found from the Chimera Nest and just toss it uh, <laughs> uh, past the uh, giant so they face uh, up the stairwell. Okay. And hopefully Strix catches on to that to move on as soon as that happens. All right. As soon as it leaves your hand, this gem begins fluttering through the air. Uh, and make a just make a ranged attack roll to see if you can get it where you want it to go. Okay. <laughs> just add, add your dexterity modifier. Okay. It's not hard. Uh, Twenty-two. 
yeah, you launch it up there. Uh, it sort of clatters. Uh, the gem would fall through the, the grates on the, the iron stairs and sort of cling and tangle, tink, tonk, tink, tonk, tonk. Um, but all the giants can kind of hear and see it. All right. So now they look at that direction. They mm -hmm. know that's there. And they're like, what was that? Yep. And then that is when I'm going to uh, continue moving the way down the stairs and hope Strix is behind me. Okay. Or in front of me, or wherever she is. Well, she'll keep she'll keep following. She just like is going right. to try and stay closer to the wall so that there's less ability for them to see her. Okay. So as you hurry down, your your ploy seems to have worked. It seems to have distracted the giants enough that they've lost track of you. Okay. Uh, okay. And you're and you're and you're about uh, two thirds of the way down the stairs and past them at this point. They are not all, all higher than you. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anything below but a landing that leads out onto the foundry floor. Um, around the same time, Evelyn, um, your directions from EDF were to flutter across the foundry and make your way down to the doors on the lower level. You want to do that or you want to do something? Yes, I'm following his directions okay. very dutifully. Okay, then you basically can head out across the foundry and get about halfway with your fluttering boots. You want to avoid the molten pit, skirt around it, or you don't care if you fly over I, I'm about to go over it, and then I kind of, like, waffles, like, kind of chews on my face a little yeah. bit, and then yeah. I'm like, yeah. uh, and then I go around it. Okay. When the voice of reason is literally an animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that point, uh, you see Evelyn, the big fire giant with the mall. He sort of releases some sort of catch or switch on the handle of the mall, and the gate doors to the mall open. And then he shakes the mall vigorously. Oh, no. And, you're going to uh, tempt, you keep tempting me, Chris Mickens. <laughs> the, the, the dwarf trapped inside gets bounced around by the shaking and then kind of falls and then grabs the end of one of the gates with his uh, mailed fist and is now hanging over the molten oh. pre precipice by one hand. Oh. How far am I from it? You are now 60 feet away. So I can't even get there in one turn. Right. The only thing you, you could get there, but you would use all your action. You don't have to be like, like be below him. I couldn't hold him anyway. Not for long. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Having been on the other side of this screen, I just know how delicious this is for you. Uh, and that makes me on the other side of this on this side of the screen mad. Yeah. You also you can see, throw him. You, you can also toss see him. a bunch more um fire giants have piled up onto the upper gantry now that they've come up from below. Is a push considered an attack? Yes. Can I if you're doing it to another creature? If I were to lovingly guide someone in a direction does we'll that have, count as a push you have waffles yeah um not not if it's not if it's not an not if it's not an attack per se from with my considerable intelligence which is not that considerable but some intelligence do i perceive that the geometry and physics of trying to just kind of like push him out of the way of the flaming lava or like guide him to the floor with my fluttering boots might work it could, if you time it just right. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but I don't think that 
Evelyn would let him just die. She wouldn't. So I stealthily, trying to be good, because I'm trying to do what Dia said, and I'm like, he won't mind if I just take a little detour on my way. (laughs) Dia wouldn't mind. Dia wouldn't mind a lot. (laughs) So I just stealthily make my way over there. I don't go under him, though, because I definitely could not. Well, Right. So if I were under him and he fell, I couldn't use an action to like fall this way. Right. I'd have to like have an action on my turn. Uh, yes. Yes. You'd have to basically have an action or, I mean, you could make a, you could try to, it depends. Um, you could essentially react to that situation, um, and have an off turn reaction. If this guy were to fall on top of you, say, fall into your arms. But I have waffles. You do. Yeah, I'm not going to get under him. Can I, you said I could get to him, but I could have no action. So could I just grab onto him and not be under him? Potentially. Okay. I want to be in a situation where I could let go. Okay. So I don't even want him to know I'm grabbing onto him. Like I'm grabbing some sort of like cloak or something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But you are going to maneuver closer at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. She's feeling really good about it. <laughs> Anna is not. Evelyn thinks it's <laughs> going to be fine. Uh, Paulton, at the end of, a, of this long lit corridor, you see it opens into a large spacious dining hall that has big uh, fire giant sized tables of black stone arrayed about it. There are pillars supporting the vaulted ceiling as well. At one end of the hall is a big blazing hearth next to which is a fire pit with a spit, a giant spit. And it's got like, what looks like a giant boar or something roasting on it. Um, at the other end of the hall, the opposite end is an open archway. Uh, there are also two other uh, archways leading off the room. Uh, smaller, narrower archways, one of which ends in a single door. That door, your friend points out, is where Duke's war is located. What you notice is that the creatures in this room are much smaller than you. You count myriad number of them. Uh, Your quick estimation, at least two dozen goblins are fussing about the room. Uh, They seem to be uh, cleaning up plates and giant-sized flagons, uh, hopping about on the tables and on the benches, and tossing silverware to one another as they uh, clean up after what must have been some sort of feast. And you can see others are uh, have sort of stacks of uh, um, plates and uh, big giant-sized goblets, and are uh, kind of arranging this, these clean goblets at the same time, preparing for the next feast. So it's sort of a cleanup setup kind of situation. And it's a very sort of cartoonish, these small creatures stumbling under the weight of what they're being asked to do. Um, and they immediately don't notice you. Okay. So uh, what, what's, what's the big guy's name that I'm hanging with? Uh, he hasn't told you. Do you ask him? Oh, I thought he did. Um, he told you what he is, but he didn't tell you. Oh, okay. I'm I'm just gonna ask him some. So uh, yes. we're going through that. Uh, yes. He points to the door um, and uh, he says, "A war room. There probably is no one in it. At least I hope not." 
are are we both going or is it just me? No, we're both going. Okay. We're a team. Um, good. I like that. We do Teams it all together. Yeah. Teams should always stick together. I like that idea. Okay. Um, Evelyn. <laughs> once we settle on a plan, we never break it. Fair. That, that is the key to survival. Mm. <laughs> Good planning. Oh, really? Interesting. I'll think of other ways to apply that. So, um, so, so. Um, you think that it will take probably a stealth check to for you to scuttle past these goblins unseen to the door. Okay. So I was going to ask. If we're just going to sneak yeah. around. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, actually, your big guy will turn invisible at this point. He says, Don't. "Oh, cool. I'm still here." Oh, gotcha. Um, let's see. All right. So stealth. Uh, that would be a 19. Excellent. Yes, you're able to make it to the uh, 20 foot high, or sorry, 25 foot high iron doorway without the goblins paying you any mind whatsoever. You're sticking to the shadows and being as quiet as a mouse. Uh, your big friend also seems to move uh, fairly quietly and invisibly. And when he gets to the door, he says, Wait here. I'm going to unlock it from inside. Okay. And then you, uh, he, um, you can't see him, but you can feel him turn to sand all around your feet. And then that sand seems to go underneath the doorway. Still cool. And then about a minute later, you hear a loud, relatively speaking, kathunk sound of a lock tumbler moving. And then the door creaks open on squeaky hinges. Okay. And you turn and look, you see there's this goblin who's sort of got these, this giant plate he's carrying in front of his face. So you can't see him, just his legs sticking out from under the plate. He kind of stops, moves the plate aside, looks past it over toward the door. Then puts the plate back in his face and keeps on walking. And then the door cool. um, is open about a foot. Okay. Can, I guess I'll uh, creep on in there then. Okay. When you do, you see a big black basalt table. Its base sculpted to look like a fountain of black fire standing in the middle of a well-lit room. Uh, you see bare marble shelves jut from the walls at heights of 10 and 15 feet. And the standing against one wall is an iron golem with a ruin carved ingot embedded in its forehead. The golem stands about 10, 10 and a half feet tall and is quite broad and heavy looking, um, made of thick uh, iron plates. The, uh, you can see apart from the table, the shelves and the golem, uh, the room is basically empty. The table is high enough that you can't quite make out if there's anything on top of it or lying on top of it. And I'll show you a picture of the golem. Cool. It looks like that. Oh. Oh, neat. Rad. Cool. And it looks, in its present state, it looks to be inert and just standing up against the wall. And as you slip through, uh, your Dao friend pushes the door closed. So that you won't okay. And so I'm like going to quietly ask, like, you, you, uh, you still in here? 
Oh yes, I'm right here. Okay. I'm guessing I'm guessing that's it. Says, Oh, that's it, all right. Now we must figure out how to activate it and not have it kill us all. Say that's say that last part again. He says, that's not important. What's important is that if we can get this thing working, uh, we can lead it out of the forge and back to Citadel Adbar, where it belongs. I don't know. That last part seemed a little important, but okay. So what do we do? He says, well, iron golems are immune to fire. They're immune to poison. They're immune to psychic. They're immune to weapons that are not magical or made of adamantine. They're also immune to some other stuff, but I don't know exactly what. I don't remember. But it says, while it can understand the languages of its creator, it does not speak. This one, this one is unusual, however. Most iron golems have the spirit of an earth elemental trapped within it. This one has one of fire. That is not my element. Okay. So why, uh, why am I here? He says, I have been given the command word to activate, but when this golem was made, it was made with specific instructions to follow the commands of fire giants first, all others second. We cannot risk the fire giants gaining control of it, so you must figure out a way to deactivate that. Is there like a like a manual or something lying around? <laughs> you look around. Um, if there's one, there must be on the table or on one of the high shelves you can't see. And he says, you cast spells, you're magical. Use your magic to figure it out. Oh, the, the command word is, well, I'll tell you once we make it safe to operate. Do I have any kind of hunch that I have anything that can help with this? <laughs> <laughs> Is it suggestion? It might be suggestion. Um, so you think that? Well, first of all, um, you you this is this feels like it's outside your element. Um, yeah, a little bit. Some, something more that a, a wizard or a, a sorcerer might be able to deal with. Um, Whoops. You think like a. Like certainly a legend lore spell would be great, but um, yeah. Uh, and, uh, um, last resort, though, the Arcana skill would be a good fallback. Aha, Arcana. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I I have a high Arcana. Oh, so, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're not trained in Arcana, but you can theoretically make try. You know, but um, but he says he says you. This is going well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> We're halfway there. I like and, his. And he says, and he says, you know, you do whatever you did to gain control of that little construct of yours, and make it loyal to you above all others. Simon 2.0. All right. Um, Who that thing? I mean, that that was a suggestion. So I guess I could suggest that it, you know, be loyal and not kill us. I was joking. 
I feel a little more confident in my, in my negotiating than my arcana, though. Yes. I should uh, warn you that if this fails, nothing I have on me can harm it. It is likely to kill us both. <laughs> now, before we go ahead and do this... Did I mention it breathes poison gas? Okay. Good to know. <laughs> You're really selling it. So... How fast is this thing? Oh, but uh, fast as you. Not as fast as me, but not as fast as you, I bet. Kind of the opposite of what I was hoping to hear. <laughs> All right. Well, it's like it's been a good run. <laughs> All right. You, time stand, you stand before this iron beast. <clears throat> I'm right behind you. Oh, good. You'll actually put a couple soft, stony hands on your shoulders at this point. It's like, ah, so happy. Oh, oh God. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to... Is there like an Arcana suggestion hybrid we can rock (laughs) right now? Uh, No, you can try to cast a suggestion spell on it. Although in its present state, it looks inanimate. It doesn't look like it's been activated. So you're not sure what what the suggestion effect will have on it in this state. You can try, but you don't an arcana check you can make to determine whether or not you think the suggestion spell will be effective at this point. That, that sounds like a thing I would like to try. All right. Make an arcana check for me. All right. Uh, that seems about right. Uh, seven. <laughs> you have no idea. All right. We're improvising. Yep. Oh, boy. Okay. Did we do something to piss you off, Chris? Have we hurt you in some way? Did we do something wrong? <laughs> Look, I miss Simon too, but this is really extreme. Okay, I guess uh, let's give it a try. I guess activate it, and I'll get. I'll suggest it be nice. All right. Uh, he will say the word "ild strike," and as soon as he says "ild strike," the uh, eyes of the golem light up. It tenses up and clamps its armored hand around uh, its sword and balls the other one up into a fist. It seems to grow about six inches as it becomes a bit more erect. And, okay. Uh, oh, no, a murder golem. So, so he told me that the fire giants, he's programmed to listen to fire giants first. Yes. And he's just been, like, sitting in this room, right? Correct. Okay, uh, I'm going to cast Suggestion. Okay. And I'm going to tell him, uh, I'm going to say, hey, the fire giants betrayed you and we're using you as decoration. You should come with us back to where you really belong, bro. So eloquent. The bro was a really good touch. Yeah. I feel like he's a bro guy. Uh, You cast the spell. Um, You don't get any reaction from the golem at all. And uh, your friend says, did it work? I look at him like, I think we're going to find out. Give me the command. See what happens. uh, Don't kill us. Okay, it seems to be doing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, can I see if it'll wave at me? You ask it to? Yeah, I'll be like, you want to wave? 
Uh, it does not wave. Huh. Uh, is there... Uh, your friend says, oh, let me try. I said the command word. Let me try. He okay. Just moves you aside and says, wave. And the golem does. Okay. Well, it is listening to my commands, but do we know whether or not it, the fire giants can take it over? I think we'll find out. <laughs> no, we need to be sure before we march it out of here. We don't want it turning against us. Can we, is there any way out completely avoiding the fire giants? He says, I haven't gotten that far yet. We'll improvise. But with the golem on our side, we'll be well equipped to get out of here, my friend. Okay. You seem to have more of a plan than I do. And I don't have a, unless you know any friendly fire giants in the vicinity that can help us test this out, I think we don't really have a way to know. Mm. He says, well, um, he sort of walks over to it and takes a closer look at it. Uh, and he says, well, maybe there's something inside of it. Open it up. Excuse me? He says, look inside it. Look in, inside the, 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 the <laughs> him. Yes. Ah, okay. And he sort of starts, <laughs> kind of starts knocking on it. What? It's not going to hurt us. It's following our commands. It's under our protection. Uh, there are no fire giants around. Hasn't killed us yet. <laughs> okay. I'd kind of like sidle like towards it. Uh, this, like, your friend will say uh, to the uh, golem, uh, open up, open sesame. And uh, when he says that, uh, you see uh, a compartment in the uh, golem's chest sort of peel back, like um, basically... Uh, plates sort of retract and create an opening in the chest and there in its in the heart of its chest you see an armature uh, with what appears to be a fiery burning brazier like a, a burning torch inside uh billowing out inside of this thing's chest uh there's uh it appears to be this sort of captured flame i point at him like so like that that is probably the spirit of fire that animates it. And that's good. I expected you to know more about this kind of thing. A lot of <laughs> people expect a lot from me. Not sure where they're getting that idea from. All right. Uh, Evelyn, uh, you have, yeah. you have floated over. Mm -hmm. um, you can see, the fire giant say, this is your last chance to save him. Surrender. Surrender now. I don't say anything. I'm just quietly holding on to his cloak and holding action such that if he falls, I'm trying to just like, whoop, swing him out of the way of the... Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, he gives it a, a shake again. The uh, dwarf 
manages to hang on uh, miraculously. And so the, the fire drive starts to sort of bang the handle of the mall on the uh, iron gantry's railing uh, to try to jar, and then he sort of turns it <laughs> around. Uh, so as he does that, just make a strength check to hang on to your dwarven friend, Evelyn. 21. Okay, you do. Um, uh, but the dwarf is, uh, as you hold on to it, his cloak, you know, tatters of his cloak or whatever sort of being pulled here and there, uh, the dwarf is not willing to give up his hold on the cage door. That's uh, fine. And uh, you're, you're sort of struck by his tenacity, uh, this dwarf, um, but is obviously freaking out because he's suspended over molten iron and doesn't know there to save him. I'm not positive that I could save him either. So if he wants to just keep holding on, I respect his agency <laughs> to do so. He is certainly trying. Uh, Diaf, you yeah. get to the bottom of the stairs and awesome. you're, you're now on the ground floor of the foundry uh, where the heat uh, is a little less unbearable. Um, the molten iron pit dominates the room, uh, but there are all these uh, furnaces and bellows crowding and surrounding it. Uh, there are actually two exits from this room. The other one you didn't know because it was directly underneath you at the time. There is now, you see a set of doors across the foundry, the ones you marked earlier. And there is another set of doors up against the wall you come out of to your right. Both are giant-sized double iron doors. Oh, son of a bitch. They're both giant? Yeah. Oh, no. Nope. Uh, I told Evelyn where to meet, and that's where yep. we're going to go. Okay, so you're going to uh, hurry across the foundry floor? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'll even gently whisper Strix to make sure she's still nearby. Yeah, there's, an, uh, there's sort of this kind of ambient bubbling sound from the molten pit uh, that you're not, you're not concerned that your footsteps will be heard down here. Yeah, I also figured it'd be a little bit easier to communicate yeah, with exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, you can hear Diaf saying, you know, let's stick to the plan. All right, I'll follow that. Okay, right. you begin to cross the foundry, and it's going to take you two turns to get across it simply because there's so much floor to cover. But you're running past the bellows, and you're running past these giant furnaces. Above you on the gantry, you can see those confused, befuddled ogres who don't know what to do. They can't go anywhere, and their exit's been cut off. They're just standing there with their fingers up their noses um, <laughs> as you run across the floor. Uh, I'm going to, uh, since you're invisible, they have really no chance of seeing you, so I'm not even going to bother to have you make stealth checks. Hooray! Um, okay. Uh, so as you run across, uh, you're going to eventually get to the other doors, and Evelyn... Uh, Zalto is going to eventually shake that dwarf loose. So by the time Diath and Strix reach the far double doors, Evelyn, is, this is your moment. Uh, I need you to make a strength check to catch the weight of the dwarf and redirect it so it doesn't fall into the molten pit. And just to be clear, I'm like, so like this is the dwarf, right? And he's hanging on. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. And I'm like holding onto his cloak and I'm trying to just like whoop. But if I feel myself going whoop instead, <laughs> I let go. It's right. It's you first, dwarf second. Waffles so first. Waffles right. first. Because I will be fine because my armor protects me from any damage. So I don't care, but I'm not going to let the baby owlbear die. Okay. So I'm making a strength check? You sure are. Strength All athletics. Right. Lathander, bless me. Uh, 18. Okay. 
Um, as the dwarf falls, you are able to kind of slingshot him <laughs> off, uh, and he hits the floor now. Um, let's see. Got that many hit points. He's going to take 5d6 damage from the fall. What's he going to do now? Which is a whole lot better than taking the damage. <gasps> He's going to run. Right. Yes. I, so, I kind of like follow him down, and as I run past him, I'm like, run. <laughs> All right. Yes, the dwarf falls um, inward, landing about ten feet away from the molten pit in the foundry onto the hard floor. Um, he takes, well, he lands right on his face. Basically, uh, takes a bunch of damage, but is still alive after. But he's that not fall. in lava, so he is not in lava. That would have certainly killed him. Uh, and you can see uh, he makes sort of a loud clattering noise uh, as his tattered armor. Um, hits the floor. And Diath and Strix, you see the dwarf fall and then miraculously not land in the lava. That which we often call miracles is the hand of Lathander. As we're running, running, Diath sees this, he's like, God damn son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, Paulton, um, you're a little too short to get a really good look into the heart of this thing. Uh, So... um, um, probably need something to stand on. Actually, you're, if you don't mind, your friend can sort of carry you. Yeah. All right. He'll, yeah, pick that you, works. he'll pick you up so you can look inside the golem a little bit more easily. And you're looking for something that is going to disable the fire giant's control, and you have absolutely no idea. But make an arcana check. Okay. Arcana. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ten. Ten. You have no idea. <laughs> But, okay. but uh, you do see what appears to be a sigil on the side on, on one side of the armature, which which, the, which this torchlight flame is coming out of, um, and you've seen that symbol before. Uh, so you don't think it's part of the the magic that propels that makes this thing. You think it is actually. Uh, an embossed indentation left by the golem's builders as sort of a mark of craftsmanship, a mark of making. And the reason you recognize this symbol is because you saw it all over the Bronze Fire estate at Citadel Adbar. This golem you think was manufactured by them. I shall relay this information. Uh, Your friend says... Oh, that's very interesting. But I wish you hadn't noticed that. Oh, should I not? Wait, hold on. Hold on. Well, I mean, uh, no. <laughs> Suggestion. Oh, I didn't notice anything. <laughs> Evelyn, what would you like to do? <laughs> Shit. Terrible. Uh, so like I said, I like I I make my presence known as an angel of Lathander to the dwarf, and I'm like, run for the door, as I run by. But I'm I'm just quietly fluttering across the ground, not even running so as not to make any sound, toward the rendezvous point. Yes. Okay, you get there. Long story short, um, you, all three of you are now together, standing invisibly outside a giant-sized set of closed iron doors. I give Strix um, a big invisible hug. At the, time, at the same time, that's happening. And uh, in Strix, you are putting up with Evelyn's invisible grabby uh, oh. hug. 
you hear uh, Duke Zalto bellowing orders to his fellow fire giants to find him a prisoner or they will be sweeping the dung out of the hellhound's pen till the end of this aeon. Uh. They'll never find us. I'm going to hand the, the, the giant strength potion to Evelyn. What do oh. I do with this? Oh, no, wait, wait, better. Uh, you drink it. Me? Yes. Okay. Why? Because Evelyn's already plenty strong. With the two of you both pushing and or pulling oh, that's a good door, point. whichever way it works, we'll have a better chance of just getting it open enough that we can get out of here. Okay. Well, strict so, uh, what kind of potion is it? I forgot. The potion of... Um, hold on, I wrote it what, down. What kind of giant? I have to check what kind of giant it is. I wrote it down, though. Oh, Frost giant strength. Oh, okay, great. So when you drink the potion, your strength becomes 23. Oh, wow. Bam! Which means you have a plus six bonus uh, to your strength checks. Dang. Great. Strix, like, stands up taller. She's like, oh, <laughs> the funny thing is you don't look like you don't suddenly get a bunch of muscles or anything no, no, you still just... look like scrawny runty Strix now that you're incredibly you strong you can just like crush a rock all over as, yeah. you, as you drink the potion Duke Zalto leaps off the iron gantry and lands in one of the molten pools Oh! on your level push the door push the and door you see, you see this sort of wave of molten iron come up over the lips <laughs> of the pool Push the door, push the door. Push the door, push, push the door. Push the door, push the door. All right. Uh, so um, with your 23 and your strength, Evelyn, of 19? Yeah. All right. The two of you are easily able to force open these iron doors. Just enough for us to get through. Yes. And when you look beyond, uh, you see a room you haven't seen. Well, you see a hallway right beyond that leads to what appears to be a large chamber you've never seen before. And that chamber, uh, even from this distance, you can see what appear to be uh, large, uh, a large bowl-shaped basin of some kind set in the floor, almost like a pool um, up ahead. That's the room is dark. Um, with your dark vision, Strix, uh, you're not exactly sure what it is. It might be some sort of sunken cistern or something. Um, but you'd have I to... thought we were leaving. I thought we were too. <laughs> yeah. this, seems, this seems to lead you deeper into the complex somehow. Okay. Oh, we have to go either way. Just run through the door and close it. Oh, oh, so when you said he like jumped into the lava pool, is it like a tidal wave of lava coming right for us? No, it's not. It's not going to get as close to you as that. Um, it's going to okay. wash up like lapping the water off of a pool and somebody cannonballs. Um, okay. And you can see little splashy bits kind of flying here and there and landing and leaving sort of molten iron globs on the floor. But even they're far enough away, you're not in danger of being swept up in it. Where is the dwarf prisoner going? Is he running you, for this door? You lost track of him uh, after he it's fell. Not important right now. Um, so he didn't it, follow it, me toward the door like I told him to. Uh, it, make a perception check. Nat 20. Yes, you see, he, he has been very stealthily moving toward you, basically using the furnaces and the bellows to hide from the view of the fire giants. And as soon as the big wave of molten iron splashed up of the pool, he just started to book it. So he's almost to the door. Yes, but his short little legs don't move as fast as your fast little wings. We have to wait for the dwarf to come through. God damn it. By the way, since I don't have my clock with me, how much time do we have left? Uh, we're at 5.35 right now. Okay, great. So we have 10 minutes. Yeah. All right. Oh, God. 
All right, door, All doors right. open. We can get doors through. Yeah, wait for him to come yes. in, I guess. All right, the dwarf will come barreling toward you. Okay, we'll slam and, the door. <laughs> but he, he can't see any of you, so as soon as he runs through the doorway, you can close the doors behind we him. We slam it. Okay. We'll By not that, slam it. We quietly the, and stealthily close it. <laughs> as, very, as very gentle. As sure. you close the doors, you can see Zalto has climbed up out of the pit and he's covered with molten iron. He sort, of <laughs> shakes, he sort of shakes it off his face and just sort of flicks some out of his eyes with his hand, picks up his big ball and comes storming toward the doors. No, no, no. <laughs> and then you close them <laughs> on him. No, we only had to land like this much. He couldn't And on the other tell. side of the doors, you hear Zalto saying, fuck you. <laughs> Uh, grab on to evil and his tricks as I'm invisible again. This uh, winded dwarf is just there going, <sighs> thank you, whoever you are. All right, Hold, holding on to Strix and Evelyn again. Uh, Evelyn, grab the dwarf. I grab his beard. All right, and then I am going to lead them okay. to where the door opens so that when it opens up from Zalto, we're right here. Oh, so you're going to be there's... hiding behind the We're going to hide open. So he's going to open that up. That's a idea. He's covered in molten iron. He's running right <laughs> past us. We can't outrun him. We can't stay in forever. We can't stay invisible forever just running. He'll run right past us. He'll give up. Or we go back into the room to the other doors and hope that's the actual exit. Okay, well. This is our gonna... only chance. He'll see the dwarf. Let me polymorph him or something so you can't see him. No, I mean... don't, Strix. You'll become uninvisible. Oh, okay. She's like. <laughs> I still don't think it's very fair that he noticed that the door's closed. <laughs> Life uh, isn't fair, Ethan. Uh, uh, if only he somehow didn't get his attention brought here. So, in this split second moment uh, before Zalto kicks open the doors, uh, what what are you guys going to do? We follow the. Can't we just like what? If, what is this cistern thing? Uh, is it a portal? Maybe I think it's a portal. So, are you not going to do what DF wants and go heading toward the cistern? No, absolutely not. I'm okay. going to do what DF wants. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Yeah, I'm I'm doing that thing where like you know when someone opens a door into the room, but as soon as they close it, the person was hiding behind where the door opens the entire time through. That's Great. what I'm trying to do with our party. So he goes right past us. All right. Um, so you guys hide behind one of the doors. You pull the dwarf <laughs> with you, and Halton. Uh, yeah. Uh, you you see uh, your friend's hands just sort of tighten a little bit around you uh, as he says. No. Is there wish you noticed? Yeah. Um, can I just instinctively react to that? Sure. <laughs> okay, cool. He says that. I'm going to level three Thunder Wave on his face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, nope, don't like this. Just the loudest, loudest thing I can. You hear this uh, through the eye door. You hear a bunch of plates and utensils <laughs> clatter onto the floor. Does he at least drop me? Uh, well, uh, so I got to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, he rolled a 23 on his save. So he's going to take half damage from the Thunder Wave. <laughs> Which will be... Uh, let me see. So was that four? D6 or five? Two D. Uh, right, two, so it's two, and then you, add, you upped it to... Uh, 
so three. It's be, yeah, it's going to be uh, 48. 48. Okay. Uh, four, uh, Eighteen. Okay, so he takes nine. But does he drop me? Uh, yeah, he's going to let you go. Cool. I'm. Can I just book it? Uh, the door is closed behind you. Can I open it? <laughs> it is a twenty-five foot tall iron door. So that is a good question. Make a strength check. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, actually, actually, long. And, well, and actually, you kind of have to leap up to get the handle. Oh God. <laughs> And kind of try to pull down on it. The door I the door I went I came in through. Yeah, he had he closed it behind oh. you so the goblins wouldn't hear you fussing with the golem. Yeah, that's why he closed it. Okay. Uh, so I'm still doing a strength check. Check. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, so oh, oops, there oh, it is. oh no! What? Okay. Oh my God! Welcome to the waffle crew. Mm. <laughs> he just, just like, runs right into the door. <laughs> I thought we were friends. Oh well. He looks at the golem and says, "He just points." <laughs> the golem will go. <laughs> Is is the is the fuck? <laughs> uh, the golem will make uh, two attacks, and uh, the the uh, the genie will say, "Just take him out. Don't kill him. Just knock him out." Like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'll go. I, I mean, hold on. Doesn't need to be knocked. Can do. Can negotiate. Willing to go. He says, it's better this way. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) You can't be trusted. And you've seen too much. I saw, I I mean, I mean, I mean. (laughs) It's true. He's an idiot. He saw nothing. Uh, The first attack is a 29. Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) Now, when you say 29. (laughs) To hit. Okay. Uh, so, uh, with the flat of its sword, the golem whacks you for 25 points of damage. Oh, oh cool. Neat. Cool how, how neat. How you doing? Uh, not great. Uh, then it will uh, hit you uh, with its fist. Okay. It scores a crit. Oh, come on. I'm literally Seriously. just like, cool. Yep. <laughs> You're just getting tossed around. Does, <laughs> does, 40, yep. does 44 points of damage. Okay. Cool. <laughs> how many hit points do you have left? Um, how far into the negatives do I need to count? Okay, no, you don't. Okay, because pretty far. So, bam, bam, thud. Okay. Fun. All right. Oh, dear. Fun. Uh, on the far side of the complex, the doors open, um, but they don't open as they don't fly open, they open very slowly. And you hear. As Duke Zalto uh, comes through the doorway completely. And you see him look behind each door. Of course. But everyone in the party has uh, a 
bonus to their stealth saving throw of plus five, just in case you're wondering, because of my aura of protection. But we're still invisible. I know, least. but the dwarf is not. But he's good at stealthing, right? All right. Um, he's plus five extra good. Okay. Uh, so as Duke Zalto looks um, behind the doors, he sort of closes them behind him and stands there and he sort of puts his maul down in front of the doors. And he, he looks around and uh, sees the dwarf right away. Well, wow. We edge away from the dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right now it's just the dwarf who can be seen. Little side steps away. Uh, so, uh, as Evelyn starts to kind of nudge you all away, uh, what do the three of you want to do? Figure out where your friend went. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't think so, Mister. <laughs> Problem at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my Fulton. friends are dead. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't cast any spells because then I'll be visible. Correct. Okay. Okay. So we're in this giant uh, kind of hallway chamber with a cistern. And yeah, you're in the hallway leading to the cistern chamber. You're not in the cistern chamber proper. And it's just this one fire giant. It's this. Is this? Is the fire <laughs> giant Duke? He's uh, the leader of the fire giants. Is there? His mall is on the ground with the cage head part down on the floor. Right, he put his weapon down. Well, he's got—he's just got his hand on it. He's basically using it at, to keep the doors shut. Right. Can uh, we perceive anything with a roll or otherwise, just like around the room that might help us in this situation? Sure. Everybody can make a perception check as you nudge <laughs> slowly toward the room, away from the dwarf. <laughs> My eyes are just probably covered with tears. <laughs> I got an eighteen. Okay. And I got a fourteen because of the okay. tears. Uh, and you've got dark vision, Strix, so that helps you. Uh, so you can see that um, the room ahead has a high ceiling, about 50 feet high, and there are big iron nozzles sticking out of it, almost like taps. And in the room, on the floor, are three giant stone basins, about 30 or 40 feet across each. And they seem to fall directly underneath these taps, like maybe this is a water supply for the <gasps> And you can see one of the cisterns is full um, of what appears to be clear water. Uh, the other two uh, are, are filled to lesser degrees. Um, the cisterns don't look especially deep, um, but they're quite broad, so they can hold a lot of water each. And there's like a lip around each cistern um, to prevent the water from spilling out onto the floor. Uh, and as you look, uh, you can hear or you can see there is another set of doors um, or not a set of, sorry, not a set of doors. There is an open archway in the, in a wall on the right side of the cistern chamber. And as you, as you watch a figure comes into view and it is a fire giant, a woman wearing a gown made from black dragon scaly hide and wings Cool. And Let's she see. she has wrapped her luxurious orange hair in this sort of twirl around something to form, to make her hair look like a giant fiery pillar. 
it adds about three or four feet to her height. And she's, so she stands as tall as her husband. And she says, Zalto, is that you? Uh-oh, someone's in trouble. <laughs> Evelyn uh, is terrified, but also gives her a little like, from the fashion sense. Yeah, you can see she's got uh, just sort of hanging in one of her hands. Like she's just sort of swaying and slinging it is a giant iron cauldron. And she comes into the room and uh, you hear Zalto say, my love, we have guests. Just one guest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do we know anything about how water would affect fire giants? Probably not at all. Not even uh, Strix? Uh, like with an Arcana check or something? You're, you're not, you don't think so. Okay. Um, you hear, you hear the female fire giant say, I will have the servants prepare a feast. Neither of them would be touched by the the spigots of water right now, right? They're both out of the way. Correct. Yes. The water would fall fall into the basin. Would Um, Strix be strong enough to push the weapon away? (laughs) uh, You think that you would be strong enough to do that? Yes. And like, while he's he's talking to his wife, while he's holding onto it, it would be uh, an opposed strength check. (laughs) With a fire (laughs) gun. How did we get here, guys? How did we get here? Well, we're oh, yeah, trapped, so... You know what? Right. She's gonna do it. Why not? Let's do uh, it. Okay. That's, that's, not, wait, that's an attack. Trix that's is, an attack. That, it's not. Yeah. It's just a boob shove. Okay. We shall it, see. Uh, All right, so you're going to try to give the hammer a shove to clear the doorway. Yeah, uh, and I want to I want to shove it hard enough to make him fall over. Evelyn? He's, like, leaning on it. <laughs> Chris, we're at 549. Uh, yeah, I know. Okay. I'm, I'm about to wrap it up. Don't All right. Worry. Yeah, because uh, I'm doing something dumb. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's about time. to wrap it up usually. <laughs> Here it comes. Evelyn, I'd like you to make another perception check, please. Five. Okay. <laughs> You uh, suddenly, in all this chaos and drama with the, with the husband and wife showing up uh, together, you realize that your harness is empty. Oh, come <gasps> on! What? No, that's no. I have been paying close attention. Five. (laughs) (laughs) You got ya. You got ya. You got ya. And then uh, you notice uh, uh, not only is Waffles gone, but so is Mr. Stinky and Juniper. What? Oh, Chris, you can't take all. Is this like nev- like what is that like like Milo and Otis like is that what this is like they're yeah. now trying to survive somewhere alone? And as you you realize this must have just happened like in the past like ten seconds or fifteen oh, seconds of the chaos when the giants showed up your animal must have, your animals must have panicked and you were like moving around and whatnot suddenly you realize oh oh my god waffles you look around um, Dude, everybody so you're invisible still and so are the animals uh, no they would not be invisible when they left you. Even though they were covered with the dust too? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, they would be invisible. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I don't know. Um, so, but you, so right now you have not been seen or heard. You've just discovered that your, the animals are gone. What do you do? 
I wildly sweep around me to see if I can catch them if they're still next to me. Okay, you don't you don't feel them around you at all. I take out some food from my cloak and make Waffle's favorite little noise. <laughs> all right. Zalto will take note of that. Oh, come on. <laughs> of course. With his uh, keen super hearing. Um, and so that's where we'll stop for tonight. Oh. So next week, Nathan, you're not with us, correct? Correct. Right. More ways than one. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and Evelyn, uh, you, you didn't spot where the animals went. Next week's episode is going to be a very special episode. Um, the, the three of you are going to be playing... The animals. What? <gasps> I am delighted and scared. What? <laughs> Wait, who's going to be who? So um, it's it's my plan to have Holly play Mr. Stinky. Oh, my God. Anna play Juniper and have Waffles played by Jared. Oh Jared, if you don't kill Waffles, so help me. Whoa. I don't like this amount of pressure suddenly Waffles on me. jumps into a cauldron. <laughs> Lol. So. Uh, I need to know scared, what Waffles' scared, stealth checks are. Scared off by the fire giants, uh, they have made their way into a vent and disappeared into the bowels of the complex. And oh, we will, no. We will deal with their adventure next week. Oh, my God. That's going to be amazing. In a very special episode of Dice Camera. Oh, my God. Oh, we're going to homeward bound it. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. So, will we help the party or be just as dysfunctional? <laughs> don't miss it, folks. It's going to be good. Oh, All right. my gosh. Oh my god. I can't. Dice uh, camera pet shop. Oh my god. I bet my intelligence will be high as a cranium <laughs> rat, right? Yeah, you'll probably be the brains of the outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We shall, we shall see. Waffles eats juniper and stinky. <laughs> 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 <The John>. <laughs> All right. Oh man. Uh, anybody have anything they want to share with the gang before we break off for the week? Oh, <sighs> I have my uh, second edition game right now at yep. 6 p.m. on uh, Misclicks. I'll put the link in chat as always. Uh, I play a super tortured but loving bard who maybe is in a love triangle. We don't know. Very cool. And in uh, an important life decision, Paulton will now second guess if he should trust every random stranger. Let's <laughs> go do something. Like, oh, oh okay. weird. I, yeah. think, I think of all of this, I think Paulton's probably the best off at this moment. You know? <laughs> that, hmm. <laughs> Strangely. Dying. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the company of the Dow is preferable to the company of these fire giant uh, husband and wife team. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to eat us. <laughs> True. They're not nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. So anyway, all of, us, all of us are just so like <laughs> staring blankly into oblivion right now. Yeah, that took I a lot out guys, of me. You guys yeah. did fantastic given the odds that were thrown up against. I know. I feel really good about that. Yeah. I I feel like we did the best we could. <laughs> and that's how I feel every week. And the, dwarf, and the the dwarf is still alive. That's good news. Yeah. For yeah. now. I mean, you know, for now. Yeah, and Paulton's actually completed your mission for you. You just, you know. Yeah. Right. Bad spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, nice. It was fun stressing you guys all out. Have a great week. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. See you next week for, for our episode, which is titled Animals in Heat. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Did you just I'm come done. up with that? <laughs> I'm I'm done. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just wrote it down ten seconds ago. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. See you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.